Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to the God, Guns, and Family podcast. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about leadership, what that means to us with regards to marriage within the church, um, and and just in general um, with our jobs and life. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Thanks for listening. Please like and share. Uh, If you uh, want to get in touch with us, please reach out to God guns and family podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram at the God guns and family podcast. And, uh, yeah, hope you like it. Thanks. It is recording. In progress. It's currently in in progress. progress. It is in progress currently. Yeah. So for those who you guys don't know, actually, no. Thank you for tuning. I thought there was lipstick on that straw, bro. I'm like, why are you wearing lipstick, my guy? (laughs) That's my my homemade uh, vanilla shaken espresso. Okay. I can dig it. We get fancy Um, with it. So uh, everyone, thank you for uh, tuning in again for another ridiculous conversation yep that's all this is man two imperfect dudes talking about the perfect jesus and all that pertains to what it means to do our best to be better than we were yesterday and not better than we're going to be tomorrow yeah so if you guys don't know obviously you don't know because it literally just happened four minutes ago is uh the riding lawnmower through a rod and (laughs) so it's just been an an ongoing fiasco thing but yesterday we put a new tire on it because the tire was just completely shredded. We've been driving. That's it the worst, dude. That's the worst. That. Is like when you do something and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I should have just not done that because it's just exploded on me." So yeah. <clears throat> so that's really it on there. Um, nothing super crazy. Just I've been you know I've been learning how to how to drive a twelve thousand pound forklift at work. So that's been interesting. Oh. It's, yeah they were like hey come outside Big. and sort these pallets and i was doing that and then like uh yesterday or on saturday he's like hey i need you to grab these two things from the steel i'm like what are you talking about you're like you're just gonna trust me on the floor dude there's like a thousand like three thousand dollars worth of strawberries i could just drop out of the steel right now you want me to do what just like 12 foot board of apples i'm like this is crazy dude why do they trust me to do this already i haven't even touched like a real palette yet bro this is insane <laughs> <laughs> like this is nuts, all right bro. so then today they basically just turned me loose they're like oh yeah you need to go help in produce and sh- operating the forklift doing all the forklift things i was like this is crazy that works yeah but that's crazy came out okay yeah no one died so we're good and i didn't break anything so that's a double good a double gooder. Double gooder right there, big boy. I make sure my phone's muted. Be going off for no reason. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. So update. Oh man. Right. I forgot to do something. This is my notepad for work, and I've totally forgot to <laughs> write down the last spot I was at. That sucks. At any rate. <laughs> Cool beans. 
Cool beans on a neato burrito. Yeah. That's a cool saying, um, bro. I'm going to start using that saying, dude. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So yeah. uh, we're in the book of Jonah. Okay. Church. We started that. Not very long. Apparently, it's a pretty short book. It's pretty short, yeah. Packed so with some good stuff, but it's short. It is packed with good stuff. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, yeah, it uh, kind of... I don't know. Just think about. It. I mean, in my readings, I'm still in. I'm in all Old Testament, so it's the Old Testament can be hard sometimes. The like, to yeah, go through. Yeah, small, I'm, small bite sizes. Where am I at? I'm at uh, where are we at here? Numbers, Second Chronicles, Psalms. That's what good the Psalms are great. Gonna That's what's going to be like, for the next while. Yeah, the Psalms gonna... I'm cool with, but uh, the yeah. you know the other stuff is just like a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like it, and it's pretty cool too. So you're going through the Old Testament just to and get I finished it through. Esther today. Esther's great. Esther's a great book. It's like once you get through the Old Testament, and like then in your like just random studies or whatever, then you start going back to the old Testament, looking through the lens of like historical accuracy as well. And the old Testament begins to like come alive. It's pretty interesting. Like when you start taking the historical context of things and like how different books line up with other books and they like speak to what's happening. Like here's like a, you know, a historical view of what's happening. Here's like a more spiritual concept. And it's like, they kind of intermesh and interweave. It's pretty cool to, to go back to the old Testament. Like once you get through the meat and potatoes of it, cause it gets, uh, it gets interesting there for a minute, like hard just to, to go through, go through, like push through, you know what I mean? So here's also how my day is going. Okay. Oh, okay. So Here we go. I'm going to show, I'm going to show you this because this is pretty <laughs> hilarious. So, I get this company, right? I get a lot of their stuff. Victos. Or yeah. Victos, however it's said. So I'm like, oh, these shoes are on clearance, bro. Pretty dope. Oh, those are pretty steezy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're different sizes, bro. Yeah. This one's an 11 and a half, which is the normal size. This is a 13. How does that happen? I <laughs> Oh no, that's the worst, bro. Sweet deal, and it turns out to be McTrash, bro. Yeah. Oh no. no. They're like legit dope shoes. Like, can you see their multicam and then the like those are sweet. Yeah. So I was like, back to Victos it goes, bro. Yeah. Well, I emailed them, and I'm like, hey, uh, you think you guys could find the other shoe? Just maybe. <laughs> I'm like, because it's got to be there somewhere. I was like, check the 13 box. Yeah, check the 13 and I'll send you the 13. I just want the right size shoe. I just bro. want the other shoe. And <laughs> I'm does. like, man. So that's <laughs> so how got, my day is going. So I got, you got one, crazy one shoes. Shoe. You, you blew a rod in your motor. Blew the motor. It's like, <laughs> oh no. Grief, man. You know, it, it is, is what it is. Those days are it, bro. Without yeah. those, without those, it puts context to everything, dude. When you got some yeah. crazy days like that, yeah, and it's not bad. It's just that's just the way it is. That's just life, yep. right? That yep. there's no. 
Oh, nope. what was me? It's just kind of nope. what it, the way it is, you know. You handle you you handle what how's it rolls, man. How the punches roll out, dude. Yeah, and I think like the, the spiritually immature people would be like, "Oh, this has happened. Woe is me." It's like, dude, it's yeah. like, is your life any worse? Like, are you missing body parts? Did anything happen to you? Like, that's no, yeah. just a mild inconvenience, dude. Ain't yep. nothing. And it's like, dude, I so at Costco, you see people like melt down at the slightest inconvenience. This is just stuff that doesn't like I. Yeah, this one. I, I mean, I don't know if I shared it on here before, but this one lady was melting down about uh, organic blueberries. And I'm like, man, there's there's blueberries on the floor. Well, they're not organic. And I'm just like, we went back and forth for a minute. And I finally was like, man, are there blueberries to buy? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, it's a first world problem at this point that you're mad about organic blueberries. Like there's blueberries. You're you're mad over a different quality of food that you're getting ready to buy with the money that's in your account. Like you have money to buy food to put on your table. Like you're doing okay. Yeah. We're arguing about a first world problem here. And at first she got a little offended. I'm just like, it, I mean, it is what it is. It, we're, we're arguing to a first world problem. She's like, well, what's your name? So I told her my name and my employee ID number. So like if she did write corporate, so I gave her my full name and my full ID number. And, and in a way, she started laughing afterwards. But I was like, that's really my, like, here's my full name. And this is how, this is my employee number. So you can use, I said, do you have a pen? I can write it down for you. And she started laughing. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like everyone's freaking out over this, the slightest inconvenience. Like, oh, you're out of stock on something. Like I see it every day. I'm like, put your world back in context here. Like you're freaking out over a dude who's paid hourly that works at Costco, okay? Over something that really doesn't matter if you have the right pine saw for your floor. Yeah. Like, dude, stop sweating the small stuff, dude. Come on now. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's and that, I mean, that, that goes in to tell you where people have limited life experience. Yep. Like she was probably what in her forties. Yeah, dude, like early forties. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like okay, yeah, but she's older and she's like lived life longer, but she's clearly lived a sheltered life. If she's freaking out over organic blueberries, yeah. like that's I, insane. <clears throat> so it's just like, hey, man, you gotta deal with it. It's not yeah, that big a, of a deal. It's, it's like not a big deal, dude. I said, if you want to come back tomorrow, we're gonna get organic blueberries tomorrow. We'll have to come back here a second time. I said, then you get to hang out with us for a second day in a row. Maybe you'll have your blueberries. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on? Dude? This is insane. Yeah. One of a hundred. All right, dude. What we're talking about today is going to be sweet. It's kind of been on my mind a little bit, but we're talking about like, what is leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So what's leadership in your home? What's leadership in a marriage? What's leadership at work? And like, what's leadership look like at in a church setting? So mm -hmm. I don't know if we've at length talked about this or anything like that. I mean, we've kind of like touched on it a little bit here and there and whatever, but dude, it's going to be a cool little conversation. I'm excited. I've been mulling over what it means to be a leader. So I have a very specific idea of what leadership is. Yes. Based on my time in the army. All right. Let's hear and it. And being in a leadership position at a pretty young age, you know, I was a, staff sergeant e6 at the age of 21 after being in the army for three years and i was responsible for lives um you know stuff like that so 
Um, there's people, so there's two different things that this comes up a lot. Obviously you probably know management and leadership are not the same thing. Like there yeah, are managers no. and there are leaders. Yep. Um, so like for me, one of the things was, um, being personable, uh, with the people that I was in charge of, uh, wanted to make sure that they could like kind of talk to me as a friend. Um, but also know like when it was game time, it's game time. And I'm the one who makes the decisions and they're yep. the ones who listen to what I have to tell them. And if they don't like it, they butt nut up and just deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Yep. <clears throat> but off duty was like, Hey dude, like blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they would call me Mike, which never happened. Or they call yeah. me Scriv, which a lot of people call me Scriv, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so like would be with the families and stuff, and then you know hanging with the kids, and then I thought I always thought it was like a a way, um, to get them and their families comfortable with me, so that they knew when we were in the mess that it was, um, they knew me. Yeah. It wasn't just some dude, right? So when the example I, that I, that I have is when I was in the 82nd um we had I had like these brand new guys who just had a basic training and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to go and kill some people." And it's like, "Yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. Like it's not something that's exciting. It's not fun." Yeah. The entire time you're there, you're going to be you know, you're going to see some stuff more than likely and you know, whatever. Yeah. Um so we go to like a barbecue at the, at one of their houses and Dude, one of them has his wife and a little baby already, and he's probably 21, 22. Yeah. He's young. I think he's probably, I think a lot of them were older than me uh, by at least a year or two, but some of them were 18, 19. So, yeah. you know, um, being able to like kind of be in their realm and just kind of let them know, like, hey, man, like, I'm here with you. I'm here now. I'm here there. I'm going to be the one who takes you there. You know, you're going to be with me the whole time. Yeah. And um, and I think it helped the families, too, with the wives and stuff, kind of knowing like, hey, you know, I've been there before. Yeah. You know, I've experienced combat before. And then it was I wasn't like some new dude who was taking their husband and their kid's dad to a spot yeah. where, uh, you know, they could die. And yeah. uh, so it's a it's kind of a different kind of look at it. And then so now when I look at like leadership stateside it's easy there's not yep. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of difficult stuff going on here you know like we're on a patrol and we're like oh hey we're gonna go on a patrol and then you know we're like there's like a little stand where there's like non bread and food or whatever whatever yeah. it is we're like hey you know buy some of that yeah we're like participating in commerce and like kind of being humans with the other humans that are there who yeah. are in their space. But we're also keeping an eye on everything or trying yeah. to, you know, and then yeah. we have other people on corner. I mean, so it's just, there's a different situation. Um, and then, you know, stateside, it's like, I'll take on this project. That's pretty yeah. easy. Uh, you have, Oh, you have more work. Okay. Oh, I don't have, I, I can just stop working at the end of the day. <laughs> and then start again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy. Like it's not it's not that big of a deal, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Um <clears throat> which 
working from home, it's a different story too, because like you're kind of the work life balance kind of intertwines a little bit. Yeah. Um, and for us anyway, you know, it's Aaron works from home too. So like our work life balance is always intertwined with our marriage. So it's like an, it's like a, like a, a swirled ice cream, if you will, yeah. with like 15 different flavors, like it <laughs> probably wouldn't be very good, but it, you know, it would probably end up looking like poop <laughs> with all the colors mixed into it. But to tie it into like leadership with work and marriage and all this stuff, she's being, she has a significant workload now and she's being prepped for a fairly significant promotion to a business analyst position from where she's at now. And so she's getting tapped for like all these projects and she's taking the lead on a lot of things and she kind of freak, she's freaking out a little bit because it's like stressful and she doesn't want to like yeah. mess it up. And it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Work when it's work time, when it's done being work time, turn it's home it time, turn yeah. it off completely, you know, but she's had to like turn the uh, teams on her phone on with notifications so that she can like get notified. And I'm like, no, Yep. It ain't that serious, you know? Yep. So, yep. Kind of like tell her, hey, you know, you can take the time for yourself, for us, for the family, and not let work freak out too much. Yep. I mean, it's going to stress you out. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, the other day she said that she didn't sleep well because she was like thinking about work stuff and she couldn't fall asleep. I'm like, that's like me every day after jujitsu. It's like, we're like, um, I can't think about anything else but that, you know, you know, it happens all the time. So yeah. try to let them know like, Hey, that's what's going on. And then just help her not help them not stress. Right. Yeah. And then if yeah. we're talking like spiritual leadership, yep. It's like, Hey man, we're going to church. This is what's going on. We're going to go do this. We're going to be part of this. Um, it, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So it was, I just heard, I saw a pretty interesting statistic as far as like, so if a, a woman, you know, husband and wife, the wife goes to church before the man does, there's only like a, I think it's like a 27% chance that the rest of the household will follow suit and go to church. Oh, okay. If the, if the man is the one who initiates the spiritual growth and starts going to church, 93% of the, like the 93% of the time, the rest of the home will follow suit. Yeah. So as a man, our job is to lead. And I feel like even like what you're saying, dude, how you were talking about as, as an E6 and you were personable and you were doing all the things. Um, I mean, cause it really does like, um, you know, gives a peace of mind to your, to the dudes you were leading their family. Cause then they see you, they're bought into you. They know yeah. you're capable. And I mean, I mean, it kind of even ties back into the home, right? Like you can't just be, it's not a dictatorship. Like you can't right. just be dictating to your family. You have to be, you have to lead the way Christ calls us to lead, you know, lead with grace, with humility, with compassion, but also boldness, right? So in that time and in the home, leading your home, both like physically leading and spiritually leading, there's this intermeshing of being personable, 
and being the person that your wife is, is that we're called to do for your, to be for your wife, you know, be loving, be gracious, yeah, you know, all those things. And in the same way, taking on leading the spiritual side of it, going to church, you know, doing a Bible study, you know, how rad it would be. Like I was looking at some Bible plans. It doesn't, I mean, the, like the, the new, the new culture of today is with technology is amazing. You can go on your U version Bible app and you can select a plan that you can then share with your wife. And you guys yep. then have a devotional you guys are doing like it. Technology has made it very easy for us to be a spiritual leader of our home, like with our wife and even like, you know, having the conversations with, uh, with your kids, like with Andrew. So like after church yesterday, Liam gets in the car and he's like, dad, 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 I asked Jesus to be my savior. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty cool moment to be able to like explain to him when we got home, like, Hey, what's that mean? Like, take the time. Like, Hey, this is what that means. This is what you ask for is that Jesus comes to lead you and you submit your heart, will, mind, body, and soul to Jesus and what that looks like for a little kid. And it was cool. It was a cool moment that had I not been, uh, had I been busy doing things that I would have missed hearing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, for me being available and as I'm, as the leader of my home, like being in tune with what's happening with my kids, what's happening with my wife, leading those things like, Hey, you know, let's pray before bed tonight. Like th they say that the, there's the two most intimate things that you can do in a marriage is, is, is obviously sexually. And then prayer, the two most intimate. So yeah one is physically intimate and one is spiritually intimate. And it's like, man, let's do that more. Like, man, I'm excited to, to lead my wife in doing more of that, you know? Um, but also what you were saying translates directly to leading. Say you're in a leadership role, like a physical leadership role. Like you're a boss, you're a manager, you're a leader mm -hmm. in your job, your occupation. There's a difference between just like we're talking about dictatorship and leading, right? Like you're not just barking orders down at people. People are going to get to know you and buy in and be like, dude, so there's a couple of guys at work. Like I'm just hourly, but there's a couple of supervisors over us that take the time. They listen, you know, for instance, I, the, my supervisor in the produce department in the morning that just got transferred out, he was what you didn't want to be. Like he would not hear you. He would bark orders at you, do this, 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 and this. And when you brought a concern to him, he was like, yeah, no, this is the way it's going to be. Like, okay, we're the dudes doing what you're asking us to do. Like, you need to hear what we're saying to you. No, no, this is what needs to happen. And every day was a mad scramble just to even get some of what he wanted to done. The new guy that just came in, hey, dude, what do you think about this? I feel this is what they want, but how would we achieve this? I'm like, okay, if you did this, this, and this today, we'd still get done. And then tomorrow we can complete doing what you want to do. And it doesn't all need to be in one day because then that adds undue stress and all these different things. Being that kind of person that's willing to take the time to, to, to interface with the people you're leading in such a way that it, they respect you. If you ask yeah. them to go above and beyond, they know you're going to go above and beyond for them. Um, and like for Costco, when I was supervising people at Costco, I, I would, I led in such a way that if I asked people to go a little bit past, so we're at Costco, you're supposed to get a break at two hours, a lunch at four hours, and then your last break two hours before you're off. So like yep. employees know when you're supposed to be hitting break time and say we're crazy busy on a Saturday. And I had like, yo, there's a couple of them that were late. I'm like, Hey dude, 
it's going to be closer to two and a half to three hours in. Are you cool with that? Oh yeah, no problem. But they know that on the other side of that, I'll go to, I'll shut them right down. It's like, Hey, I need to go to break right now. I'll shut the line down. And I'm like, you know, we need to find help. And they know that I would go to bat for them. So they don't mind going out of their way for me. Um, that kind of leadership in, in the realm of work, you know, people doesn't like the dudes that are arrogant, that are prideful, that are pompous. You're not going to get anyone to buy into what you're doing in -hmm. the same way. If that's how you're trying to lead in your church role, because every person is called to, to be a leader, right? Whether you're serving in the safety team, whether you're serving at the welcome team, the parking lot team, wherever you're serving, you're called to be a servant leader. You're not supposed to be this dude barking orders down, but you're supposed to be in the trenches. Look at what Jesus did, man. He was on the ground. He was laying hands on people. He was like, he was in the thick of it. And doing that in such a way, like loving people gets messy, especially in the church. People think that like this, the church is this giant white building with all amazing, pure things. But dude, the church is freaking messy. Like it gets complicated inside the church. You have a whole bunch of imperfect people all in one place mm-hmm. trying to pursue perfection in Jesus. And it's going to get messy. You're rubbing elbows. You're going to not get along with some people. Some people are going to piss you off. Upper leadership is going to make you mad trying to you know, say this is the way things are going to be. Doing life with people takes in, is messy, but it, it takes intentionality. And when you're serving in your respective roles, wherever you're at, like for me at a safety team, leading the safety team, I have to be personable. I have to be relatable. I have, they have to know that I'm going to go out of my way for them, just like they're going to go out of way for me. The dynamic in the safety team, obviously, you know, the same because you serve safety is really whoever you're on, on, on with, like comes a situation. Those are your dudes that you're going to need to rely on. You need to foster brotherhood. You need to foster accountability. When dudes are slacking, you need to be able to call them up and call them out. Um, It all comes back down to how well you're pursuing Jesus. Because there's good managers and bad leaders and good leaders and bad managers. Like you need to be near to the Holy Spirit in order to lead your people correctly, lead your home correctly, lead your children correctly. And if you're not near with Jesus, you're missing the mark because nothing good is in me innately. Like in my, in my flesh, nothing good comes out of that. I like, you know, I overdosed twice. I was strung out. I was a drug. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. Like I don't make good choices in myself. And if I'm uh-huh. trying to give people myself, I'm leading them away from where they're supposed to be because there's, there's only that says, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And I'm just going to the father, except through me, right? The, the narrow path is Jesus. And if you're not near to the one who's authoring that in your life, you're missing the mark. And if you think you're going to try to lead without the guidance of the Holy spirit, you missed your mark. You know what I mean? It's just pretty interesting. Dude, have you seen uh, the Secrets of Hillsong on Hulu yet? No. That documentary? It's basically like about Carl Lentz and Hillsong. So Carl Lentz was like the pastor of um, Hillsong uh, NYC, the heart of New York. He came there, opened this church, and it was like thriving. Like it was like 11 services on Sunday. Um, Like... On Easter 11? Was like a, 11 and on Easter was like 150,000 people showed up. It was this huge movement that happened in New York, but long story short, fast forward. What was his name? 
Carl Lentz. Oh, the Hillsong. Hillsong. Yeah, the Secrets of Hillsong. But this documentary goes through the fall of Carl Lentz. So essentially, he he had a, you know adulterous relationships. It all fell apart. Um, but it goes, dude. It like is scary. It's scary realization. If we don't stay near to Jesus in a leadership position at in within the church, pastors, elders, leaders, yeah, I can it, see it. I can very quick, very quickly goes sideways. I can see because it then sure. this God complex gets puffed up. This pride comes in. All these different things that are in ourself left unchecked will breed exactly that. But then um, it's pretty profound because uh, pretty. Uh, we talked about it briefly. This church, I forget what name uh, name of the church was, but they basically hire, hired on Carl and Laura Lentz, which were like the heart of this controversy out of Hillsong NYC. Is that, are they That's in, what, is, is that cover that in the thing? They're new? Not the new yet. I We're okay. only like, I think there's four episodes. Where on but is it in three. there? Um, I haven't seen it yet. Well, so it's only that? gone through, it's only gone through up to, um, the fall of Carl Lentz and then the backstory of Hillsong is what I'm on now out of, out of Sydney and whatever. Um, but this new church basically hired him and said, dude, we believe that God, what God did through Carl and Laura Lentz. Like, you know, I don't understand what this big controversy is because his fall was so public. I believe in restoration and redemption. Like, what are you going to do about it? And it was this cool story that like, even in the midst of failure of leadership, God still chose that chose Carl to write eternity on the hearts of people that does not, that's not null of null and void. And like for us, Amanda and I, when we stepped out of grace and had our whole issue four years ago, I really struggled with the idea that everything prior to that point was nullified because of my sins and transgressions. Of, and yeah, my stuff. but that's dumb. And, it was a long road for me to realize what God did through us in that season was not nullified, was not void. God still used us to write eternity in people's hearts. And the people, the kids that we led are now leading ministries. They're now serving the church, now youth pastors and all these different things. And God reminded us that's because you chose to sow eternal seed. And my will will be accomplished no matter what through whoever I choose to use. But it was a pretty cool redemption story in that process of watching that, that documentary that even though leadership fails sometimes, God redeems. And even if you find yourself in a situation where you're looking back and you're like, dude, I don't even know how the heck we got here. All it takes is is turning around, submitting your heart, mind, body, and soul back to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't know how I got here, but take this. Like, I don't know how to get me myself out of this, but I know you can and surrendering and repenting. And dude, it was just this, just this, this idea, man, is like God has called Amanda and I, which is still crazy, but I was, I was thinking about through this whole, watching this documentary, God reminded me of this moment. I was in uh, this little town called Tabor city, North Carolina. Like this, the town square is like a quarter mile by a quarter mile with like a st one stop light and like two stop signs and a, and a, a rail line, like a railroad through the middle of it. 
there's this little church that my grandpa's buried at and we went to go put flowers on his grave and we came out and saw this, the the pastor at the time of this little Southern Baptist church. And my mom's like, Oh, my son wants to go into ministry. And he just looked me dead in the eye and said, run from it as long as you can, because as long as you're running from it, if it, if you're really called into ministry, it's going to find you. And you then, at, on, then, and only then will you know it's real. And I was like, this crazy realization that Amanda and I have been running and running and running away ever since all this thing blew up. And it still freaking found us, bro. Like I go to bed with ministry phone calls. She wakes up to ministry phone calls. And it was like this realization that God called us. God redeemed us. We learned lessons through failure of leadership, through failing to stay near to Jesus, but he still stinking chose us to lead and love people. And I was just like mind blown. I was like weeping the other night, like falling asleep. Like, God, your grace is so profound and so proficient that you still choose to use imperfect people to write eternity on people's hearts, man. It was just mind blowing to me, dude, that like, even though we fail and fail again and fail again and fail again, God says, dude, my grace is sufficient in this moment. And my grace is renewed every day. You're not going to burn Jesus out of grace. As long as you're repentant, as long as you're near to him, he's going to make a beautiful message out of the most like messy mess that you can make. And it's all, that's how, what he does. That's what he's done yesterday. He's going to do today and he's going to do tomorrow. It's just craziness. So this whole documentary is what stinking spurred this thing about leadership in my head. Like, what does that mean? And yeah. it was like, it went backwards. Like, what's it mean to lead in the church? And then like your job and then your home, like how do, how as men are we going to lead and lead well? And it's like, in my brain, the only way that I can lead well is staying near to Jesus. It's just, this, it's so profoundly simple yet complex and all crazy all at the same time, staying near to Jesus and leading out of a, at a submitted heart. It's just insane. And it's, I could just keep rambling forever, but dude, we'll pause it and then ramble in another few minutes when we come back to the break. <laughs> let's do it, dude. Let's ramble. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Yow. Set it on. Recording in progress. Times Every two. time. Every time we're going to say it, <laughs> guys, it gets annoying. Dude, have you had the... What is it? Hold on. Let me get it. Oh, okay. I'm holding. In the meantime, y'all need to follow us on Instagram at God, Guns, and Family Podcast. And if you got any questions, please reach out, email us at godguns and family podcast at gmail.com and send us your questions that looks delicious what is that it's at costco dude i'm gonna have to look because that looks yummy bro dude it's so good but it's spicy it's spicy spicy yeah sometimes like habanero can be just like super good flavor and other times it's like melt your tongue off It's kind of a little, it's kind of a little of both. Like you can eat a lot of it. It's got really good flavor. We do it with pita chips. Oh, dude, I'm down. 
Well, Amanda and I have been doing the anti-inflammatory diet, like super trying to be conscious of, she gets like super bad migraines. What's what? And I was reading that Sugar? like an anti well, so, um, mostly it's like a high, like omega six fatty acid, I think is like, what's the bad part of that. And for her brain. So like if she eats too much, so we've been eating clean and we went out to eat, um, Friday night mm-hmm. and, um, her chicken was supposed to come out grilled. It came out breaded. She's like, yeah, it's no big deal, whatever. So she yeah. ate it, dude. She was jacked up like on Saturday night, like laid up with the gnarliest migraine and, um, it really been feeling beneficial. Like my hands don't hurt, like my knees are like, don't hurt as often. So like a lot of inflammation that I was dealing with is, um, been knocked out with that diet too, it forces you to eat quite a bit cleaner than normal. So, yep. um, it's, we've been seeing some good stuff with it. So I'm always down for some, for some yum, yum snacks, bro, that are, uh, within that. I don't know how good that is for you, but I'm, it's, I'm sure it's not, not super good, but I, it's probably not terrible. I don't, I don't get it's like artichoke though. dip, I believe. Artichoke. Yeah, so uh, artichoke spinach, same brand as that one that we sell. But yeah, dude, I'm gonna have to go check that out because that looks yum. That is from Costco. Dude, dude, it's crazy how much different from region to region stuff that they carry is. Bro, do you guys have we, golf carts in yours? We did, dude. We had a roadshow come through. It was dumb. We had a roadshow come in. Yeah, they're like ten and twelve thousand dollar golf carts, and no. they had parked them in front of a steel section in which we needed product behind, and they didn't leave a key or tell us how to drop it into neutral to get them out of the way, to get a forklift to grab the stuff that we needed. So we had to wait for them to like come back in and teach us how to do all that in order to finish like what we needed to do for the day. It was kind of low key annoying, but dumb. Whatever, first world problems. Got to move. Got to move your twelve thousand dollar golf cart out the way, dude. But yeah, dude, yeah. so we get some crazy stuff. Like Traeger what? comes in all the time. Oh. oh. What? What's up, Andrew? Dude, <laughs> dude double leg takedown, bro. Tried to. <laughs> dude, so I was setting up for the podcast, right? And um, Liam was like, but dad, what are you doing? I said, oh, why do you have, because so we have like the light on the tripod. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, we're setting up for a podcast. He goes, I want to do a podcast with you. I want to be a man. I'm like, what, <laughs> what? I'm like, dude, we should one day do get all the kids on and like, just have like a legit family podcast, bro. It'd be sweet. Be super chaotic. I bet, but whatever. Yeah. Hella yeah. crazy. Hella that, was pr- that would probably not be a good idea, but whatever. And he was like, Sue Stokes, like, I want to do a podcast with you, dad. I'm like, all right, boy, you're crazy. You crazy. You crazy. I wish this thing had like a timer on it, like to see how f- much time we've gone through already. I know we can uh, shoot to be done around five, okay. five fifteen, something like that. I uh, basically Amanda's like, oh yeah, so the kids are all we'll take them to the my mom's house to swim, so they're all in the being being crazy at the pool. Probably I left oh, my wife. The, left my wife in the trenches taking grenades. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's crazy, but that's how we do. Because there's no way on summer vacation that these kids would be quiet. So we had to do what right. we got to do. Yeah, dude, summer. So crazy. Oh, we're getting ready to go camping next weekend, dude. So we're gonna. I don't know which way we're gonna go. I think we are either gonna go like 260 east, like east of Payson, 
or we're going to go towards, we have a campground up towards Sholo that kind of partners with uh, survivors of war during hunt season. And we get a lot of tags donated over yonder. Um, so we might go out glass, see what we can see. It's going to be cool. So we already have uh, two tags donated for opening of, uh, of elk. So we're going to go see if we can fill them and one for mule deer donated. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, that's cool. Got to get some, got to fill that freezer, dude. We ate off this last one almost the whole year. So we got to, got to get restocked, man. Yeah, that works. I haven't broke into that tenderloin yet, dude. I've been looking at it. I think it's time to get some elk tenderloin going. Some oh, backstrap. Yeah. Get it, did. Get that backstrap. So we'll see. Yeah. How's your, ta- how's the tags work over there? Is it all over the counter? For elk and all that, or is it draw system too? There are certain areas that are draw because they're a popular. Um, mm. but you can buy over the counter pretty much all year. And then they do like draws for like uh like I'd I s I put in for it's like a super hunt combo or something like that. It's like a I don't know. It's like six dollars per draw for like all the like a sheep, moose, elk, deer. What? Yeah. And then there's there's another one in August. <clears throat> so I apparently I get dropped because I'm supposed to know in uh, mid June. So, but it's like hmm. twenty bucks to put in for the whole thing. For the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh our boy Johnny G was like, hey, you want to put in for a mule deer? And gave us gave all these dates. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's good. That's good. Then he was like asking all the questions for that fishing game asks. He's like, hey, I need your uh, hunt license. I need this residency. Yada, yada. I'm just like, bro, it's like 11 o'clock, bro, on a Friday. I need to be up soon, dude. And I go into where I leave my house at like 3.40 on Saturday to get to work on time. Gross. Yeah, it's, it's McNasty. And he's all like asking questions off and on all night. I'm like, bro, what the heck, my guy? What the heck, my guy? <laughs> oh, bless you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> whoa but yeah dude what any more thoughts on leadership bro because i ran legit rambled for like i don't know probably 30 minutes of the last section that we just did um yeah i, I did i wrote some stuff down just Ooh, to get it so kind of what i do what i've been doing um what kind of tips would you say well what tips would you have for anyone having issues in leadership regarding you know marriage uh whatever i feel like the first tip would be if you have kind of found yourself slowly deviating over time and you get to a spot and you're just like man how the heck did i even get here um doing the right things like you know getting up and spending time in in the word and having your time with god yourself and trying to then reinstate like that you know, the position of leading because a lot of times as men, like when we start slacking and start putting off the side, our wives kind of have to pick up the slack. Right. And over time that pattern can develop in which they have like a, a diminished trust in your leadership. They might not like totally have like distrust for your leadership skills, but yeah, when you're not doing the right thing, um, you can get to a spot where, they're doing more than they're supposed to be doing. And as soon as you start trying to do uh, the right thing and leading through uh, through prayer and through uh, 
you know, spirit led and spirit submitted uh, leadership, you need to give some time for it to equal out because it's taken you some, uh, some times to get some time or a length of time to get where you're at. And I feel like uh, doing the right things continually over and over and over leading by example is going to how is, is how you're going to um, equal out that uh, imbalance that you have found yourself in, in your house and with your wife. So I feel like um, being patient in that process. Cause I mean, even like when I was getting clean, um, I was like three months into it and I'm just like, God, I've been clean for three months. Like what the heck? Nobody trusts me or whatever. I'm like, yeah. then I had a dude call me out. Like, dude, it took you like 20 years to get here. Right. Yeah. It's going to take some time for people to trust you. Like you need to be patient in the process. And I was like, dude, you're totally right. Like I'm expecting all these people to just like, Oh yeah, he's totally good now. Like I burned a lot of people in the process and being patient, I had to be patient with other people in the process of staying clean and doing the right thing and just showing face and they're seeing my actions line up with what I'm saying. Same thing with, with our wives, right? When you start leading the right way and you start to, you know, Hey, I think we should be doing this. And guess what? At first your wife might not be like, yeah, let's just jump right on that Devo train at the U version Bible app. It's going to be like you being consistent and saying, Hey babe, let's do this. Hey babe, let's do, let's get on this. Hey, can we pray together? Like doing the right things continually. And before you know it, your life is going to start to, to line up with what you're saying. And then your wife is going to see the consistency and the consistency is what's going to, um, breed the submission back to you. Cause a mm -hmm. lot of times we, we misplace focus and intentionality and that misplaced focus and intentionality speaks to our wife that our priorities are out of whack. So as soon as we put our priorities in, in back in line, which is always getting, you know, spending time in your word, praying, leading that way, it's going to take time for them to see the consistency and the consistency is what's going to, uh, um, speak volumes to your, to your wife and to your kids. So being yep. consistent awesome. and patient in the process. Um, so some of the things that I put on this, uh, as far as tips, I guess, uh, keep in mind, I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, I've been married for 16 years. So you're more of an expert than I am little, little longer than some people, but that doesn't really mean anything. Um, so I think, and, and, and mind you, I've, we, I, we just recently, uh, got back into church and stuff. So not that that has a really big impact on this, but it has changed a lot of behaviors and communication techniques mm -hmm. and openness and whatever, right. Whatever. Like I feel a little bit more comfortable because before if it was like something that was bothering me, I wouldn't really say anything. I'd just kind of deal with it, which isn't necessarily yeah. a good thing, but yeah. It's whatever. It's not like, I mean, it's not something that's going to, it's not a deal breaker for me. And mm -hmm. it's not like a ongoing concession to behavior. <clears throat> it's more of like a, eh, whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And then there's the, you know, and then there would be like something that saves face later on. So it would essentially fix itself to an extent later. So not that it was broken in the first place, just a thing, yeah. right? It's just a minor thing. Um, so one of the things that I think is really important in all aspects of leadership is leading with humility, like understanding yes. that you may have an idea on something that 
will be best for a specific situation, but understanding that you may not know what's best for every single situation. Um, and it's okay to acknowledge that. Yep. Um, and understanding that you're, you're going to fail. Like there's going to be failure. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people I think try to try to alleviate that from happening to such an extent that it kind of ruins the entire situation. Yep. Uh, one of the things that we that and and that we did in the army was like you know make a decision and and do it and then whether it's a bad decision or a good decision make a decision and do it because you know you can't not making a decision and not being decisive will definitely cause lives so yeah that's you know a pretty big thing um not being scared to fail yep is pretty important and i think that's one of the aspects that uh we've learned i mean just just doing jujitsu right yep knowing that you're never going to be the best and you're more than likely always going to find someone that's going to be able to deal with you pretty quickly and or you know whatever so just understanding that failure happens and it's not a bad thing you just learn from it and move on and whatever Right. A failure is only a failure if you don't learn a lesson out of it. Yeah. And it's like a cliche kind of thing, but it's true. Like, it's just, it's true. Understanding that that's the way it is. Um, and especially like with, with God and, you know, and trying to pursue, and this is something that like I see all the time and like I understand because there's an open understanding that like nobody is going to be consistently perfect in their pursuit right so just kind of know that you you're gonna fall like every time you know it may be every day it may be every week it may be once a month maybe once a year whatever it is you're gonna be like oh man like i'm just not doing i'm just you know you just kind of fall into a pattern where it's like not not a good path yep and then you don't even re- you don't even really realize it, and then you kind of go back, like, and you're like, oh man, I just haven't even realized that this is what I've been doing for the last two weeks, and now I'm like, yeah, now I got to fix it. Yep. So it's not a big deal, right? Um, and then another really important thing, as far as marriage goes, uh, and leadership as whole, is is communication, obviously. Yep. Obviously. Um. So that's really hard for me, just because like. I don't like talking about my feelings because I'm I'm a I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> and, up in uh, that era you know, for I just, sure. I just don't like you know, but chicks dig it. So it I mean it's like we definitely came out of the generation and the culture that it was not okay for a dude to express how they're feeling. Do you have a highlighter in your hand? I did for that moment. I did. Don't judge me because you were highlighting that point. I got you. I was highlighting it. That was yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, um and there's there are a lot of relationships that I see uh maybe not like a lot, a few that I see pretty consistently that I'm like, man, what what how are you guys still together? Like what Yeah. What is going on? Like you guys are all over the place all the time. Yep. There's like 
always some minor skiff, not a skiff. That's a secure comp- compartmentalized uh, facility. That's a, that's a, a scuff scuffle tiff tiff. There it is. Tiff. Yeah. Like tiff. you're always in a tiff. Like why, why, for what? Yeah. Because of what, something that doesn't really in bed or yeah. something like this is dumb. Like, yeah. Act your age, not your shoe size. This yep. is ridiculous. Like, be be an adult, have a conversation, adjust your fire, and deal with the situation yep. that you're dealing with because yep. it's just going to build up. Like, yep. if your issue is whatever, X, and that X, whatever, like, if Aaron has an issue with me, doing whatever x is and it's not something that's going to completely alter my life for the negative then i'm not going to do it yeah if it bothers her enough to where she mentions it to me i'm gonna stop yep that should be enough and yeah and vice versa right Mm -hmm. nothing is that important right yep nothing uh obviously other than our son but that's not the same thing that's not a yes yeah, it's not something that we would really argue about we're on the same page with most things regarding him but if it's like i don't know i mean we don't even really argue that much and if we do it's something silly and it's not even that important and it's not even really an argument it's just like a, oh yeah okay whatever like yeah uh-huh shut up or you're dumb yeah. and you smell and then like haha, like it's like a joke argument yeah you know what i mean nothing really is ever that serious so yeah it's and you know and we have and i mean you probably have friends that are in the same position where it's like dude you guys are fighting over this again yeah like not resolved here yeah like literally the same thing over and over again like hey dude yep stop yeah, stop it, dude. That's the that's out. That's Einstein's uh, definition of insanity: is repeating the same thing every time, expecting a different result each time. So it's insane. Do you have Do you have friends that are like that? You that that's a thing, dude. So uh, yes, and they ran this whole thing all the way out, and I was just like, gave him counsel over the last like five years, like, dude, you guys got to have conversation in which there's resolve. You got to figure this thing out. And it was, he was whatever. Long story short is now they're in this like ruthless divorce custody battle happening where she's trying to keep the kid, his son away from him, all sorts of craziness, false allegations with the the LA County Sheriff's department and like all this craziness that's going on. And I was just at the end of it. It's like, dude, you are going, your responsibility is to fight for your son. No one else on the planet is going to do it, especially if he's trying she's trying to keep you away from him. Like you're his son and he needs his dad. You're going to have to fight this thing out. But it was like one of those you should have never got married to begin with. Like I don't know how and it was like blatantly obvious and I have some other friends that it's not, you know, blatantly obvious that they should not should have never gotten married, but they're not they're, they're individually over the course of time, still fighting over the same things. It's because they're both not growing closer to Christ themselves. They're mm-hmm. all like, he'll go forward and she'll, you know, yeah, whatever. This is just a fad. And then he'll fade out. And then oh, see, I told you. And it's like, they're never on the same page or always fighting over the same stuff. And it's like, guys, 
get some freaking counseling or poop or get off the pot. Like at this point you're killing each other. And if you don't have a professional trying to give you sound counsel, like you guys are just going around the same mountain, fighting over the same things, having the same disagreements and like him leaving up to like days at a time to let things calm down before he comes back home. It's like, dude, that's not the way God intended marriage to be. You're going to have to, you know, humble yourself and say, I don't have this thing figured out and go get some counseling because counseling is not, it should not be stigmatized. We grew up in a culture that counts. Oh, I'm going to see a counselor. Like it was either your marriage was on the rocks and you're dying or like there was something going on. Like it was you're like suicidal. Yeah, dude. Whereas like you should be able to ask for help. Guess what? I told Amanda just recently, babe, we should go, we should go and get a marriage counselor. Not because things are bad, not because things are terrible. It's because if I'm not doing the best to evolve and grow and nurture a deeper relationship with my wife, then I miss the point. Mm -hmm. Counseling is not bad. And if you're struggling, go get some freaking help. And then go to back to counseling and continue going to counseling because counseling helps that you see your marriage from a different angle that you're not privy to. Someone from the outside looking in saying, hey, dude, this is where your your shortcoming is here. Her mm -hmm. shortcoming is there. Let's get go to the next level. Let's elevate our relationship. And yeah, to go dude. back and to go back to what you were saying about uh, leading humbly for, in respect to a marriage, a husband and wife equal value different functions yep it's your job as a man is to lead and guess what equal value that wife is the heart of your home and if you're not taking care of her heart the heart of your home is slacking your job is to love and lead your wife like jesus loves the church amanda sent me this cool thing that she found on pinterest earlier and it just kind of speaks right into what we're saying let me see if i can pull it up real quick let's see let's see where is she be? It says, men of God, lead her like Abraham, fight for her like Jacob, care for her like Boaz, and love her like Jesus. I know two of them. Well, Boaz is in... Uh, what's her Let's name? See Boaz was in the book of... Female book. Yep. Ruth. Start, yep. Ruth. You are right. That is correct. Yes. Um, My Bible knowledge is increasing. See? And that's it, man. Little incremental changes, bro. That's it. That's all this thing is. is a little bit better than yesterday. Not arrived yet because we still be breathing. So, but yeah, man, like our job as men is to lead and to lead well and we're gonna fail but it's only a failure is if you stay there if you Dude, fall i gotta tell you like <clears throat> over the last several months where i got back into church and i've been like listening to reading listening slash reading the bible i've been i think uh i think i've been better i've been more like because I don't know if I told you this. I think I did. But like I stopped like following like all the fitness models and all that yep. junk and like focusing on Aaron like 100%. <clears throat> yep. And not like not like not necessarily because I felt guilty, but it was because like I realized just having any thought at all outside of marriage is was 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 bad is bad 
Yeah. And I wanted to alleviate that from even being a potential issue. Yep. And so that's, that's why that's gone. Um, yep. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I have, I have grown Yep. to be, to try to be a better husband um, and be a better dad. And like, I've been, like I told you, I've been trying not to cuss as much, but it's only because I've been like actively trying to be a better follower of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's really, yep. and that's really the only thing <clears throat> that I can contribute to it. And, yep. um, and I know like it's, it's, a, it's like another cliche, but it's like, man, like there are people who are in relationships and stuff. And it's like, dude, you are, you need to follow, you need to follow Jesus. Like you need more Jesus in your life because yep. just kind of understanding like the entirety and like, and I give a lot of credit to like Granger Smith because his podcast really kind of brought it up and it's like like we brought we've talked about it before it's like you should be pursuing jesus to an extent where they have to find them how uh, you said yep. it before i can't remember yeah you, your heart should be so hidden in jesus they have to go to jesus to find it yeah and like you know aaron's still working on it um so i'm not like forcing anything she's working on it yep. she's doing her thing like she's getting into it she's got all of these like things that she's doing and she's just not into the whole group yet it's not like i'm not gonna force her to do it and she'll do it yep. whenever she's ready for it and you know whatever but that i think is like a really big part of why and i obvious this is obvious i'm stating the obvious if you didn't mm -hmm. know anyone listening this is the obvious the reason why marriages don't succeed is because there is a lack of Jesus and Christianity yep. in the family. Like that's just what it is because yep. there should, and most of the reasons why marriages fail are because people are giving up on each other. Yep. They don't want to work through I stuff. Agree. Yep. The initial problems be, are problems because there's a lack of faith in Jesus and there's faith, the faithfulness in who he is and what the Bible says there. That's the main reason why stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Dude goes and does something with another chick or dude does this or chick does yep. that or whatever the case is, because they are not following the book and the yep. word as closely as they should be. And I'm not yep. saying that you need to memorize everything. Cause that's not, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but what I'm saying, and this is from what I've seen from being on, not necessarily on one side, but like I was flirtatious, like I was, you know, whatever. And I, and that like bothered Aaron a lot. And so I realized that and like, I started to back away from it. And then when I really started getting serious about being like a born again, Christian, I really wanted to make sure that I was putting her first and yep based on how I was being and living, I was not doing that. I was being yep. selfish because I was yep. saying, Oh, well, this chick's pretty hot. Let me just look at, you know, whatever, you know, for yep. you know, whatever. And like that hurts, that hurts her, mm -hmm. you know, like yep. she says, uh, what's the, what's the football? Do you watch football? Awesome. The Kelsey brothers, the Kelsey dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like yeah. obsessed with that guy. I'm like, 
but he can't fight though. <laughs> I break his arm off, you know. So yeah. you know, which is, I mean, I don't care. That's not a big deal. It's, but like, that's like the extent of hers. Whereas yeah. for me, it was all like, 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 yep. you know, like. So I, I took, I, I came back from that, and I, and I, and now I'm looking back, and I'm like, I feel terrible that it even happened yep. in the first place. Not that even, not that it was even. It is a big deal and it was a big deal, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I feel awful and I always like feel bad about it. And I think about it and I'm like, dude, I was such a dick. Like, yeah, you know, but I, but I kind of wasn't like, I wasn't like treating her like I wasn't treating her bad, but I was mm -hmm. actually like not just not being a good husband. Like I wasn't pursuing yep. her yep. how I should have been. And now that I'm like, dude, what was I doing? Like, this yep. is ridiculous. Yeah, you so, see the you see the value of honoring your wife. Yeah. And like on this side of it, you see how all those things spoke dishonor. All the likes, all the things. Yeah. Like it's all it's all the you, you have a healthy view of what it means to honor your wife. And honoring your wife is how you interact with other ladies. What you're seeing on Instagram, what you're liking, all those things that you're saying right there, you've put honor back where honor was supposed to be. And yeah. It's always hindsight is 2020. I mean, even from talking to you on this podcast, like once a week, at, you know, you are an entirely different person from then when we were just, you're asking questions on the random through text message, like a year and a half ago. Like you're not the same Mike. You're, you, I can see it because I'm not with you every day. I see you once a week on, on Zoom, on doing the podcast. And I, we have our conversations. We chat throughout the week on text messages. You are not the same person. And that's what I'm saying. One degree difference today for the better, for pursuit of Jesus equals 250 yards different downrange. Yeah. Minor deviations. And like what you're saying, every marriage that's failing, first of all, they started a marriage not centered on Christ, or they have lost focus of where Christ should be. And it's one of those things when a husband and wife are in pursuit of God, mm -hmm. you only can get closer. It's not like if, I mean, in the bolt equal pursuit, you're going to get closer to God, but you're also going to draw closer to each other. Your mind is like-minded. You're focused on what needs to be focused on. You're pursuing and the same, you know, your priorities are in line. A husband and wife were designed to be the closest thing to heaven on earth, which is two people pursuing God independently but then grow closer together it's yeah that's marriage that's leadership in it's and even if and even if you're like not a believer yep and or you or you're on the fence just taking the moment to kind of like like we i've said it before and it's like a i can't remember who said it but basically like if you're on the fence about whether or not God exists or Jesus existed or whatever the case is, uh, there's significant historical documentation and evidence that, per, that shows that they do exist and they did, you know, whatever. But if you're on the fence about it and you're not like super sold, it's not going to hurt you to live your life in a way that Jesus would want you to live. Yeah. Because the only thing that you have to, the only thing that you're even risking is you're going to be a better person. 
Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, like, like all you're going to do while you're doing this, like give it six months, take the time yep. and like go through and like read scripture and like kind of listen to sermons and listen to podcasts and like all this other stuff that the worst case scenario, what's going to happen in all of that time is you're going to be a better person. Yep. Whether or not you believe more. that. Yeah. Yep. Like whether or not you believe like it's, it seems kind of, it seems stupid to even bring this up, but it's the truth. Like if, if every single person, even if they like, even if they didn't even whatever, like let, let's say they, there's no way out of believe. I don't believe in God, whatever, whatever. If you say, okay, let's say hypothetically, Jesus existed and I'm going to follow this guideline, whatever, however you're going to pull that from the Bible. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to be a better person. Yep. And okay. <laughs> like, yeah, we need, we need less better. We, 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 we need less nice people in the world. We need less kind people like yep. for real, like, don't get me wrong. If I need to, I can be violent and yep, I can, it, it, you know, I can deal, I can make it. Yep. You know, I, I'm not like trying to like toot my own horn or whatever, but like I could fight and I could shoot. Yep. Up close and far away. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to, I don't have to prove it, but I choose to be a good person or I'm choosing yep. to be a better person and I'm working yep. on being a better person and everyone should at least try. Yep. Because you're going to feel better. You know what I mean? Like I, like whenever I get angry, like if I get angry about something, I feel awful. <laughs> like, yep. you yep. know, even if it's something stupid, like road, like if I, someone cuts me off on the road or something and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> and then like afterwards, I'm like, why did I get so upset over something so stupid? Over something so dumb. Yeah. You know, like I don't like yep. chase them down or anything like that, but I like, I make, you know, cuss or whatever. Or like if my son does something stupid and I get mad at him yep. and I'm like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, figure this out. And then I'm like like dude sorry because yep. i'm still learning you know yep so nobody's perfect and nobody's perfect that we are imperfect beings and nobody is perfect and that's the whole point yep I think the contradiction or not, not the contradiction but the common mis misconception <gasps> take two misconception <laughs> The common misconception that people have is that in order to be a Christian, you have to be perfect. Yep. That's wrong. And false. The biggest thing is that if you go to like, if you don't do anything else, take a look at your Bible, find a Bible, download the app, whatever, go to a church and go sit in a small group and listen to people talk yep. because there are people who are dealing with and have dude, one of the guys he's, this giant dude, his name's Dana. He's a giant guy. He's in his sixties. He's like six. He's probably six, nine. He's huge. He's giant. And he tell, he went to, uh, college, the Bible college, whatever that's called divinity yeah. school, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. He tells about how, when he was a kid, he used to buy and sell drugs used to steal, like he used to do all this stuff in order to live. Like that's just how he had to live. And then he kind of found Jesus and 
he would like read his Bible while he was high because he knew that he had made a mistake and then he was trying to kind of like fix it while he was yeah. doing it. And he's like, I had to like keep on constantly working towards trying to fix whatever I was trying to deal with. And I mean, he's 60 something years old and he's still doing it. Like he yeah. went to college for divinity and it's like, yeah. bro, this dude has lived his entire life dealing with this stuff and he was constantly moving forward and forward yep. and back and forward and back. And now he's still doing it. And that's the pursuit, the daily pursuit, the daily oh, the kitties that we're talking about. Yeah. They're all home. They're all home. They all just walked in the Dell. <laughs> they just had to put a hand over Liam. Well, he's being crazy. But uh, yeah, dude, that's it. The daily pursuit of being slightly different than the day before, man, that's it. And you're never going to be, you've never arrived. You're still breathing. You've got work to do. And that goes with anything, any topic that you want to talk about as a person, as being better than, I mean, everybody has work to do in their heart and in their mind. That's it. The simplicity of the gospel is allowing Jesus to transform you daily. And, you know, like what we talk about with Survivors Awards, faith, right? Faith, accountability, identity, trust, and honor. You got to know, you know, forgiveness. You, it's forgiveness, accountability, identity, trust, and honor. You know, you have to know that grace is that the grace is sufficient. And you've been forgiven. You've got to be accountable to people who are going to call you up and call you out. You got to know whose you are with the identity you are Jesus's and trust. You got to trust what God says in your heart and you got to honor where honors for you got to honor your wife. You got to honor your, your, your work. You got to honor Christ, right? Those things are the, the pillars that will transform your, that transform your world. And it all comes down to a daily pursuit being slightly different than the day before, but not yet arrived by tomorrow. That's it. Let's pray before we get cut out of here. Jesus, right. we just thank you for who you are. We love you. We thank you. We honor you. And it's an honor to be called a son and daughter and pray that this word reaches who you want it to reach in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Man, that was a speed prayer, bro. That was speed prayer. Cause speed I prayer. know wait, it says sub one minute, bro. I don't want to be like, I know I started down. the timer <laughs> yeah. to, make, to make sure. All right, guys. Thanks <laughs> for it. listening. Nate, I appreciate you, bro. Hey, I appreciate you. Tell the fambo. I said, what up though? I will. I go, I'll get it unmuted. I'll go unmute the fan bam right now. All right, guys. (laughs)